You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hello, it's uh, Paul Mann here. I'm Rachel Nemeth. Uh, and I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 127 of the Real Reading Podcast. Uh, you can like us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, and you can search out Real Reading Podcast Group to join us on Facebook. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, hello. It's, it's been a busy week, but we're all here. It's Good Friday. Happy days. Um, I've got a little else. extra member today as well. Oh, we have, we have. There's no Hugh, and but we've got little Alfie on the podcast. Hello, little Alfie. Alfie. We're hoping he hasn't got too much to contribute. That is the plan. <laughs> yes, if uh, Rach does have to disappear during the during the podcast, then you know there there we go. But we'll uh, we'll we'll move on. There's lots, obviously, as I say, to talk about. Um, we've got a chat with the man behind Blue Collar Food Market. Um, the, the new blue collar food market that's going to be uh, going to open behind Broad Street Mall. Uh, we're very excited about that. Paul, obviously, you know Glenn very well. Um, he was he was full of smiles and hope and and you know everything for the future. When I spoke to him on Tuesday, um, you know you know him very well. What, what's he what's he kind of going through at the moment? Busy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say he's very busy right now, just constantly being inundated with, since it came out, the news that people want to be involved in different ways. It's really positive, and he's really delighted with how the response has gone down. I mean, who wouldn't be? As I've yeah. seen very, very little negatives. But, yeah, I think that's essentially it. I think he's just got yeah. two, so many things going on. But he's still got to go through the plan permission yet, but hopefully yeah. that should be okay. Um, we're going to dive straight in, but just just before we do, Paul, we're going straight back to you again. Um, you've been on another podcast I've seen chatting about your love of all things Royals, and I mean Reading FC, not the uh, not the family up the road. <laughs> no, no, I don't have any problem with the Royal family. But, um, <laughs> no, we should say yeah. that. Yes, yeah, that that'd be quite a niche one. No, yeah, no, on the Terrace Memoirs. Uh, it's a new podcast from by Dave Harris. Uh, you may have heard it if you listen to anything Reading FC football based. He was on the Tireless Den podcast uh, for many years and still is, I guess. Uh, yeah, just reminiscing throughout uh, the last 35 years of watching Reading FC. It's actually two and a half hours of recording, but he's got it down to 90 minutes. <laughs> i got to say, I wouldn't want to list the two and a half hours of myself. So uh, thankfully he's got it down. So check it out. It's on Spotify and all the normal places. Excellent. What's it called? Uh, terrace memoirs lovely and you've got your own podcast of course elm park royals which is also available for vera we don't ever mention that that's also a podcast that people can listen to so we'll try and do that a little bit more often and meanwhile rach you have raised the uh the uh the, the flag that um reading's ready pop festival has been cancelled due to the covid uncertainty um obviously sad news that it's being cancelled again it's one of reading's great 
community events. It's one of Reading's great community festivals, and it raises a lot of money for the Ready Pop charity, which is a very worthwhile cause. Um, what do we know? Um, well, I think that the they've had to cancel it, obviously, due to COVID and to be safe, and they have um, moved it to July 2022. Uh, and I believe that tickets, from reading the article, that tickets, that if you already have them, are valid for, for next year. Um, but it's just, you know, obviously Pete's been on the podcast, Pete, be, Pete Wheeler being one of the, the guys that organises Ready Pop. He's a friend of the pod, if you will. He's been on a number of times talking about it. Um, and I know that he works incredibly hard to to organise it and get all the acts um, yeah. signed up and everything so to have to postpone it again because it obviously didn't run last summer um must be heartbreaking for him um but it i mean the story went on facebook as it as it does and um i know i we're sort of used to the the negative comments but it it did make me feel sad seeing how unsupportive some people can be um I don't I know have, if you had a look at it after I said it last yeah, night. Yeah, I have a slight theory here, H. I Go think on. people are responding to what they think is the cancellation of Reading Festival. I agree. As opposed to oh, really? Reading Pop Fest. Yeah, I, yeah. I have, there's no, I've got absolutely no proof. I just have a hunch that they've seen Reading Ready Pop Festival and they are assuming it's Reading pop festival if you know what i mean I, that's what i think because i i can't believe that there would be um and, and the, the people responding to it are kind of it's basically good you know it's you know all those people in one place is is not a good idea that 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 was the general that gist itself of, is counter that doesn't mean anything it, that those kind of comments should yeah. come if it's still running and then you say well that's irresponsible because what about all the covid yes. risks and da, da, da. but the fact is they've cancelled it because of that so how yes. does that bring criticism i i don't understand no no they don't. i've not read the article that's the issue Rachel, isn't it <laughs> oh, shut up all there yeah. we go yeah. <laughs> but I, I i i mean as i say i've i've no proof but that that's my that's my theory is that a lot of them are reading it and responding and thinking that it's the, the big the big Reading Festival, which right. you know I I do think I I have question marks over that one myself. Um, Still because quite I'm a way off though, isn't it? Tom? Yeah, I, I agree totally. As I live so near to it as well, I do think yeah it does concern me right now. But by that point, hopefully the vaccination would have yeah. gone through the whole of the UK. Um, yeah, my initial feeling is like yours, but I would like to see something happen because I just think if I was a teenager, which basically that festival is for, yes, it's a kind of rite of passage, isn't it? And if they're yeah. generation after generation, they're just missing out on it now. And I, yeah, I, I do feel sorry for them missing out on these things because I remember going as a teenager and just you just get drunk, you meet up with women you don't know, <laughs> and then never see again. <laughs> And you see bands and stuff, and it's really enjoyable. And yeah, we all see it and say we'd like to call it off. And I get that as well, but I get why at that age group you'd be really gutted if it was off. Yeah. 
Um, I, you know, I, I, I want to see all these things go ahead as well. Uh, I think it's important that we that we try and get back to a bit of normality and have these great events. But you know, what I guess what will be will be, will be and it's a shame that Ready Pop has had to uh, has had to bite the bullet and uh, and and cancel again. But I think um, hopefully that will mean that 2022 is even bigger, even better, um, yeah. and they can have that they can have that tagline for free. I won't charge. <laughs> and I hope Pete knows that, I mean, I've been a few times now. Yeah. The majority of people who were aware of it and who have been always have a fabulous time. Yeah. And I, for one, will definitely be there next Excellent. year. So. Excellent. It would give, for, you, for you, it's probably, you, you, there'd, there'd be a chance you might not you might not attend this year, next year. Little Alfie will be... Uh... Well, I don't know. We took Zachary uh, okay. to the last one and he absolutely loved it. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's a very family, family orientated festival. Yeah. And you, you know, you don't need to sit right next to the stage to be able to see it because it's huge. So, you know, noise, if it's too loud for little ones, you can sit far back and things. But yeah, it was, it was brilliant. So I can't wait for next summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, Rach, for, for bringing that one to our attention. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, here's Jeremy with how you can. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod. And join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Uh, thanks, Jeremy. Uh, we will move into part two when we discuss the week's headlines. Here we go. Okay, headlines this week. Um, there's one here I don't think we have discussed at all. Um, but before that, we are going to talk just very briefly about the incredible history of biscuits in Reading. Um, for anybody uh, who doesn't know, Reading used to be the home of the humble biscuit. Um, the royal family used to love it. It was Huntley and Palmer's, and you can still see parts of the old buildings where Prudential is. Um, well, I can't even remember what road that is, but it's by King's Road, by the prison um, around there. And there's some, there's some, there's some memories around there. Um, Paul, uh, this was you that you flagged this one. Um, obviously, Reading has brought some amazing things to the world, not least uh, swashbuckling football teams and uh, unlikely... Swashbuckling. I love that word. I haven't heard that word since the Red Royal Rovers in about 1987. Oh, I think you can, you can only use it in terms of, in, in football terms, or if you are having a duel. Well, Custodian's another one as well. Custodian, <laughs> yes. And uh, the, my other favourite is Glovesman to refer to. Glovesman, stalwart. Yes. <laughs> um, Reading has obviously brought some major things to the world. I know we've done a few podcasts on some of this sort of stuff. Um, Ernest Shackleton, the famous explorer, was a big fan of of taking things from Reading on his various trips. And I, I think we, um, in, in a previous podcast, we had him down as one of the early influencers um I, if i remember rightly he there, there was um it was biscuits and uh there was there was cock sauce which was a, a sort of oh, yeah worcestershire style sauce that didn't quite catch on um and if i remember rightly am i right in thinking burberry oh yeah my mum used to work for them uh, okay yes she was a so, seamstress 
Yes, he was. He was so so. The Shack was a big fan of um, of all things of all things Berkshire, and possibly uh, took some some some. I don't know if he had hashtag ad on the end of his Instagram posts when he used to put those up, but I'm also not sure he's either still alive or uh, too old for, for. If he is, possibly too old for Instagram. But you know, anyway, um, I'm just trying to think of other sort of famous famous things that have come out of Reading, um, aside from Gervais and Winslet. Yeah, yeah. It was obviously used to be a home for bulbs as well, didn't it? Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. Button seeds. Yeah. yeah, definitely. When you mentioned uh, influence then Shackleton, I, I imagined he would now be off to a trip to Dubai, wouldn't he? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, Reading probably now is known for IT, isn't it? Yeah. I would say so. That's definitely. what it is. Yeah. It's I think it's amazing with Silicon it. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, it's mm. really... The amount of people I know that work in that industry is quite amazing. It's just uh, seems to be the only thing that's available here. Here, all working in a shop, and that, that's about it. But even that's going to be less now, isn't it? But let's not yeah. bring it down. Let's not bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Reading originally was beer, biscuits, and bulbs, or beer, bulbs, and biscuits, or any order. I, I, there must be an official order, and I've probably annoyed someone for, for the way the three Bs go. But of course, yeah. So it was it was the Courage Brewery. Um, or was it Simmons, Simmons Brewery Simmons, originally? It was, yeah. Um, I mean, driving past the Courage Brewery, that used to be amazing. You could smell it near the motor. Mm, yeah, well, you could um, smell yeah. it over here sometimes if the wind was in the right could direction. You? Yeah, it's a very odd. What What is it? The monks, the monks, yes, yeah, worst. that's it. Mm. Yeah, very distinct. Yeah, has anyone ever had a Huntley and Palmer's biscuit? No, no, because you can still no. get them, can't you? Oh, can you? I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, yet. I mean, they've been bought and sold on a couple of times, I think, um, since the day of Mr. Palmer, I believe, was the remaining yes. person in charge. Um, but I think it was owned by a company up in Liverpool, maybe? Or was it? No, Danon. I think I read in the article no. that Danon own it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a huge company, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, so, Hanley Palmer's the home of uh, one of the greatest films ever I watched as a kid, but couldn't be watched again, and that is Bugsy Malone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've toyed yeah. with uh, showing that one to Zachary a few times. I, I think he'd probably be all right with it now. Any splurge guns, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Not I just real ones. Like watching game. It's one of those things when you watch as a kid, and it's really fun and amazing, yeah. and then you think, no, it's, this doesn't, this, this, no, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I was in a show of it once. As was I. Wow, really? Amateur dramatic days. Yes. What were you, Tom? Were you uh, Bugsy? I, no, I was some kind of policeman. Oh, okay. So did you get a splurge gun? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, it was great. brilliant. It was great. <laughs> it was great fun. Really good fun. Um, I, I was just one of Tallulah's backing singers, so I didn't oh. get to do that. <laughs> you have a dance that you had to do, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we'll we'll move on to the second one. This is the one that I'm not sure we've we've spoken about, but has been in the news a few times. It's the new Reading Film Studio that is already attracting attention from well-known movie from a well-known movie franchise. Um, this is very exciting. I'm trying to think of movie franchise. The only movie franchise I can think of is Marvel. Star Sorry. Wars. Oh, it's oh, all Star Disney Wars. though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yes, it's all, all Disney. It is all, it is all Disney, isn't it? Disney and uh, and Netflix. But this is this is coming to the Thames Valley Science Park, um, 
which see, it seems a bit odd to call something a science park and then have a film studio. I, I don't know, but that's uh, that's what's that's what's going on at Shinfield Studio. Um, and they say they are being strongly encouraged to develop new facilities with an easy access of the cap capital that are on a similar scale to Pinewood Studios. So obviously we, we could see uh, film stars, movie stars, frequenting local village coffee shops and that sort of thing. You know, we, we all love it when, when a famous Hollywood film star pops up in unlikely situations. So Ooh. it's more of that, please. Normally seems to be Tom Hardy. He pops yes. up a bit locally, doesn't he? Yes, he Which I'm not complaining about. I think Pangborn. <laughs> Pangborn is one of his favourite haunts, if I remember. Pangborn and Newbury, perhaps, somewhere in West Berkshire. I'm um, yet to spot Clooney. His brain there, wasn't there? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I might well be applying for a job down there at the new studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this looks like this is this is going to happen, and. Um, they, they reckon that 1.8 million square foot of studio space will be needed in the UK by 2025, which obviously um, that, that's an awful, awful lot of square feet. And if some of it happened to be in Berkshire, that can only be a good thing. Um, how is how is young Alfie responding to this news, Rach? Oh, did you just hear him? Is that why yes. you asked? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's having some milk and ah. he is. What do, what do you think of that? Is that good news? He's not bothered. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, fine. Um, it, it looks like, just, just on that note, it looks like just over the border in Buckinghamshire, um, they are filming Star Wars. So um, oh. it, I don't think it's too far-fetched to suggest it could be Star Wars or it could be, um, it could be uh, Marvel or... Okay, um, we move on to our third and final story. Uh, is the spooky goings-on... Um, it's Reading Ghosts, the spooky silent car driven by a red-headed woman. This is down Berkeley Avenue, uh, which is uh, roughly between the A4 and Coley. Berkeley? Um, Berkeley? It's definitely Berkeley. It's Berkeley it's Avenue. Berkeley? It's not no, Berkeley. Like as I mean, in no. Berkshire. No. Right, so I call it. Excuse my son's Berkeley yeah. then. <laughs> well, what are we going? Hang on. Just hands up. Berkeley. I've always called it Berkeley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Barkley, then. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, so this is uh, this is a story by Hugh, and I, I kind of wish he was here to to explain what's going on. But he's been busy digging into ghost stories at the moment. There's the story of a ghost deer in Windsor Great Park, which uh, which has done um, enormous business for Berkshire Live this week. But this is the story of um, a red-headed woman. Um, that according to legend, hundreds of drivers over the year have seen a mysterious car driven by a red-headed woman in the road. Apparently, the woman is good-looking and has been seen driving a ghostly blue car in the road. The car is usually seen in the dead of night and is said to creep soundlessly up and down the road. This just could be an electric car to me. Well, I'm not sure. Is ghost car a thing? I mean, it's, a ghostly has, woman, okay. But yeah. does the ghost car have a soul that it could be wandering that it didn't quite make it to the scrapyard in the sky and it's I mean, caught between worlds. <laughs> well, this one says it has no lights or engine, but it's said to get so close. It's said to get so close you can get a good look of the ghostly female driver. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not... Now I know what Dave Kitson's doing in his time off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there doesn't yeah. seem to be any sort of explanation for... Um, for this uh, and I'm, I'm not someone who who delves into the paranormal um 
I mean, come on, this is just someone who's a bit drunk. You think they've seen something. I don't know. It what said do we there think? was hundreds of people had seen her, though. Well, it did. I've never heard of anyone go, Tom, you know, uh, you see the ghost. No, it's not far never. from your old house either, is it? It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm Would you not just see her? We have forgot your lights. You haven't got your lights on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> your road tax. Your road tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the paranormal world, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> oh, Hugh loves these ghosty stories, he does. though, doesn't he? Does. he? I wonder if he's ever um, seen one. I don't know. We'll have Probably to ask him next not. week. I know. Um, but there must be loads of good ghosty stories in Reading, surely. Oh, there are tons. There are tons. And I'm hoping we will have um, Two Rivers Press on in a few weeks to talk to us about some of their books because they, they've got a number of ghost books um, oh. talking about the various legends. That's, that's so. a local publisher, too. Really. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, interesting look at the headlines. I'm very brief today. It's very nice. Um, let's have a chat with Glenn Dinning from Blue Collar Street Food. The Big Interview. Quite rightly, you've got a big grin on your face. Um, there's, some, there's some big news in town. Blue Collar is getting a, a big market space. I wanted to just start by asking, it feels like there has been a kind of container market plan on the, on the horizon for... I mean, since we, I think one of the first stories we ever covered on this podcast back in 2018 was the idea of a container market coming to the area behind uh, Broad Street Mall. And now it finally looks like something like that is going to happen. So just just talk us through. Obviously, you've had you've had a very busy time. Well, it's been a long time coming for us, really. I mean, um, we started in 2016 um, and the goal has always been to try and get to a permanent location. Um, and the frustration with it is that when you look at um, kind of restaurant spaces, typical indoor spaces, the cost of the extraction, even for just putting in four kitchens and a bar and basically converting it into that food hall type feel, is just so ridiculous that no independent business could really do that. It would have to be a chain that could come in and do that. So it was a long process. And um, we also spoke to um, the people that own Station Hill and pitched an idea there, which which looked like it might happen at one point, but the works that they're doing there were brought forward. Um, we spoke to the people that um, have the bit of land on Queen Victoria Street that they're now looking at doing a market style thing there. So it's been a long, long time, and we, we looked at a couple of other venues as well. But um, I think um, in terms of the containers, they've become very fashionable in London and abroad and places like that. And um, I think it was inevitable that we'd get one in Reading. And, um, and for us, I mean, the reason why it works for us is that it means that we can build our site and we can afford to build it. And that's why they're, they're in, because A, you get a quirky venue that's a little bit different to what um, your standard restaurants and kind of food scene would be um but also it means that we can afford to do it so i think on something like this it just felt perfect um and when the when the market came up tender um obviously it's a market which is 
I think close to a lot of us in the sense that it's been running for hundreds and hundreds of years. I used to go there when I was a kid um, and what was really exciting was this area of land that came with it which is kind of pretty much abandoned and not really used at the moment, the yard area. So kind of containers and that area seem to work quite well. So um, I don't know too much about all the other plans and I know Broad Street did, did try with theirs but I think uh, I think for us it's always been a natural progression and it was always a natural next step. So this this is kind of the the Hosier Street area. Dussel, is it Dusseldorf Way around there? Is that the is that the that's the bit we're we're on about where where not where this quite is. as far as Dusseldorf Way, but okay. it's it's Hosier Street. Yeah. So if you um, if you imagine down the side of Pavlov's Dog, and then you remember that old nightclub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no comment needed on that one. <laughs> no, I think everybody's going. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so it's basically opposite that. So it's slightly raised up and it's the sort of place that you would never really notice unless you were looking for it. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's slightly raised up. It's a massive area of land. It's about five and a half thousand square feet. Um, so it's perfect. And I think the what's really exciting is that we'll adapt it and we'll change it depending on, on the season. So in, yeah. the, in the summer, it'll be the biggest beer garden in, in the town centre. Um, and then in the winter, we'll mix it up a little bit and we'll make sure it's fully enclosed. Um, we'll change the greenery into kind of more autumnal leaves. So hopefully it will be a kind of a cosy place in the winter and a great place in the summer where you can, where you can sit outside. So we're, we're looking at kind of two, two floors, um, four kitchens and a bar, which sounds, which sounds absolutely ideal. I, I do remember one of the, one of the previous plans, there was no, uh, no thing for for alcohol to be served in in that area so that's obviously is that something you've still got to get through or is that something that it is is done and dusted well we have still got to get it through um ultimately we wouldn't be releasing these plans if we didn't think that we would get it through we've had lots of discussions i think or i'd like to think that licensing and the, the people involved in those kind of decisions know that we're not going to turn it into Yates. We're not going to. <laughs> we're not going to do a pound a pint. We're we're very different to that, and we've never had any issues at, at Forbury Gardens at, um, when we've had the bar in Marketplace at any of our events or anything with alcohol involved. So I think this one feels a little bit different. I would say from the the previous plans, in that um, you know those plans were they never had an operator uh, with their plans. They, they were great plans. They looked really good. And we, we did have discussions with them about potentially being involved with that. Um, and I felt at the time that they probably could have got them through. Um, but obviously, I can't comment for what their plans were and are and stuff like that. And it looks like there's some pretty cool stuff going on in that area anyway, um, which will hopefully help everyone. And, and that area will really start to kind of boom. Because it because sort of right now, if you if you kind of go past it, if you walk past it, that sort of Pavlov's dog area, there is sort of a small market area. But I don't think it's un- unfair to say it looks a bit kind of just there's not been a lot of love for it over the last probably 10, 15 years. And it's probably bit by bit, stall by stall. It's got smaller and smaller and smaller. And and as you say, there is a, there is a large area there. You've got the hexagon there as well, which could provide uh, an excellent amount of footfall. Um, it, it feels like kind of almost like a, opening up a bit of a gateway to a part of Reading that, that has been unloved and underused for, for the last few years. Would that, would that sound fair? 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the focus has kind of been on the other side of town in a way, in that that is the office area. That's almost like the city part of Reading. Yeah. Um, and so you're starting to see restaurants, or we were starting to see restaurants go that side, like the Botanist, like Honest Burger, um, Market House. Um, so, yeah, we were starting to see people go that side. But there's almost been a bit of a reset now. I think um, maybe there'll be less people working in the office um, than there was before. Um, and, I mean, that area of town as well, the, the big thing, I think, when you or the project that we wanted to do the big thing I think is that it has to be an area with character um, or a building with character and a bit of a backstory and that's what we've got here I mean this is a market like I say it's been going hundreds of years I used to go down there when I was a kid I think most of us did um, and it will be a big job and it will take us time I mean we've got a three-year contract I think it will probably take the length of those three years to really get the place up and running and how how we all want to see it um, but ultimately, the the feeling when it is finally there, and it's how we all kind of hope it will be, we hope will be worth all the all the hard work and effort. So, um, so and the the point of the container site, in many ways, obviously it's a really cool thing to do, and it's our dream. But also, it benefits because the the hope is that it brings loads of footfall to that area, which then in turn benefits the market traders, which means. Um, the quality and everything in the market can increase. It benefits the um, everyone around that area, the pubs around that area, um, whatever they do with Broad Street Mall. Um, so hopefully it will be a win-win. Um, but yeah, like anything, these things do take a little bit of time. So I guess kind of the, the big questions in my mind then, what, what does this mean for the Wednesday market and the, and the Friday market, sort of short term and long term? Is that, is that the plan to kind of continue so you'd have blue collar at both ends of town? Yeah, they, they will continue. Um, I think, I mean, the first thing is that in the immediate, the, the container site won't be built in and open until the late summer. So that area of town, you'll see us starting work when we get permissions and everything like that. Um, but um, it will it will take time until that's up and running. But even forgetting that, I think the great thing with Marketplace and, and Wednesday and Friday, what makes that work is a variety on offer. The fact that it's a bustling market, it's mm -hmm. full of food options. Well, we can only put four in the container site. So the benefit is that on the other side of town, if people are located that side of town anyway for, for um, office work and things like that, it works really well and I think that's a brilliant lunchtime offer whereas the container site will be more of a, a kind of evening early evening destination um, so I think they can complement each other quite nicely um, and we wouldn't want to give up what we've what we've done in marketplace because it's taken a lot of a lot of work and obviously we're still feeling it with the restrictions that mm. we've got in place but um, once those are lifted, then we can really start to get back to the, the number of stalls that we had yeah. before, looking at 15, 20 stalls. So I think they're, like I said, I think they're different. And I think with, with Marketplace, uh, the thing about that is the variety um, and the strength of options, where it's a little bit different for the container site. And, and I guess kind of then the, the, the next question is, is, what does that mean for kind of the events, your, your Forbury Gardens and, and Abbey, Reading Abbey bits and pieces? Is that is that something that you would look to move in, into into the new area? Um, I mean, I, I've got a soft spot for Forbury because it was where we started and um, we, we love being there. We love trading there. Um, 
Fulbury will be a difficult one for us to go in this year, but we do want to run a big event this year. So whether it's in Fulbury or whether it's somewhere else um, is still to be seen at this yeah. stage. I guess um, just 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 kind of it's a good point. You have got your own Park Royals mug there. Paul will be very happy when we when we cut back to him uh, in the uh, in the main episode. But um, obviously, a bit of a disappointment at, at losing losing the, the space at, at Reading FC. Um, this this probably I would guess more than makes up for for that. Uh, yeah, I mean. Reading, the, the thing with, with Reading Football Club is that it's my club, it'll always be my club, and it's like the heavyweight champion of the world, isn't it? Even if, you know, there's a fighter, if he wins the belt and loses it in his next fight, he still, he still won the belt. So I'll still be able to say, and I'll still know that we, we had a year there, and it was a brilliant year. I loved working with the club, met some really good people there. Um, obviously, it was heartbreaking to, to know that we couldn't go back and... Um, there's obviously lots of politics behind that, but you know, there's no hard feelings on on my point point of view because football's a little bit different, isn't it? You can't go and go and support another team or anything like that. So I'm not <laughs> going to let it. I'm not going to let it change my opinion on 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 Reading Football Club. And and you know, the benefit is that I'll I'll go back to being able to get drunk in the stand rather than working. So, um, <laughs> every cloud. Um, I've got a couple of questions that I was hoping for for a wide variety of intellectual questions. Um, I've not got that. So uh, Steve Charnock on our Facebook page said, can you ask him why he's decided to take on providing food for that ship caused that's caused the Suez Canal blockage? And I presume this is a reference to the containers somehow. So I, you can choose to answer that. or You can just choose to ignore him. I usually choose to. Well, what's the question? Say the it question was, again. Tom. Can you ask him why he's decided to take on providing food for the ship that caused the Suez Canal Sewage, Suez, Suez Canal blockage, please. Oh, honestly, my timeline is full of memes with that <laughs> with that bloody boat. Um, I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. No, I probably wouldn't bother. And and Steve will something witty in there, Tom. Can't you? Yeah, you can I'd, dub it. I'll, d- I'll just I'll put on my best my best Glen accent and uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> do something in there. Um, Becky Stevens, who I think you may know, says, "Can you ask him if he'd ever be interested in collaborating with a local makers market?" And that I believe is Reading Indie Market. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, I mean, the the our plans are at the moment are to get the container site up and running and the benefit of getting of doing that first is that that then brings footfall that gets people to the area and like i say it kind of then gives everyone the opportunity to make money once we've opened that we'll then look to improve the market offer we'll work with the existing traders we'll add in new traders on top of that um and ultimately we want to get to the stage where we've got a bustling market where you've got fresh produce in one area you've got a a fruit and veg guy that um, provides the kitchens inside you've got a butcher that does the same a baker um but also we really want to want to have that retail element to it as well so i think something like um what becky says there is, is definitely on the cards um we just need to get the container site open first and then i think we've got lots of um exciting possibilities with that and I th- this this last one is, is from ash pierce it's more of a, a a statement than a question but he says what happened with reading football club we want you back at the medeski when fans are back uh, i think we kind of kind of asked answered that one but safe to say yeah. you'll well, be in the town center we, yeah i mean we'd love to go back yeah i mean i mean from our side like i say it was a dream gig and um and we would love to go back but i think there's um there's political things at play i think you know um the club ultimately decided to go with 
with Compass. Um, we were a massive company and a, and a big firm, and and um, and that's just the way it is, really. So, um, yeah, great to do it for a year. If the opportunity to come back ever came up, then then I'll snap your hand off for it. But um, but we'll see what happens. I do have one last question, Glenn. Where on earth do you get containers from? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that actually because there uh, with with COVID and with Brexit, there are big delays on containers at the moment. Because <laughs> I know they're stuck in the canal. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, we've got a, a builder that we've um, that we're working with that will be in charge of that, but. Um, but yeah, the cost of containers has gone up massively. It's gone up because A, people aren't ordering the level of, of items that they, they were because of the pandemic. And B, because a few other people have thought of this bloody idea. So um, <laughs> the, the cost of them has gone up. But um, yeah, we, we'll be able to source them. Don't worry about that. And just, just I guess to round off, I wanted to just kind of round off with a general kind of Reading town question. Where... I don't think it, I, I mean, I'm incredibly excited about this. I think, you know, having been to Bristol, having been to these sorts of things in London, I think it, it's something that elevates uh, a, a town uh, or, a, or a city area. It elevates a certain area into something, you know, it, it just makes something a little bit more, people will want to go there. It, it raises the level of, of an area or, or, a, or a town centre, you know, that kind of thing. Where, where do you think, what can this do for Reading in the future? Where, you know, where, where do we think this puts Reading? Because we've already got, you know, we've got a beer scene. We've got, you know, if the prison stuff comes off, we've got an incredible cultural hub. Where, where do you think this kind of fits in and where do you think Reading is going? Well, I think it can link in to all the things you just mentioned. I think as a town, we need to start shouting about our independence thing a little bit more. Um, I think we're now seeing brilliant independent businesses. Like you say, the brewery scene has really, really taken off the last few years. The coffee scene has always been quite strong and, and continues to get better. And I think in the food scene as well, there are some amazing restaurateurs. If you think about people like Clay's and um, cafes as well, we've got that. So I think it can all lead into one. And, and the hope is that... Um, or, or certainly on our side, what we want to do with that site is we want it to be very, very reading. I mean, there's um, we want to roll on posters from previous events that we've done. We've seen some um, brilliant pictures of old market traders in the 60s and 70s um, that we want to put up there. Um, so we want to we want it to be very reading focused. We've even got a sign which I I bought from Chris Hornby at 58 Barbershop of, uh, it says Reading on it. He, he told me at the time that it was from um, the old Elm Park, but hmm. I'm pretty sure he's just done it in his garage and painted <laughs> Reading on in basic letters. But we've got stuff like that that is all about Reading. So um, we want to tell a story of Reading and hopefully the, the other plans that go in, in and around Broad Street Mall, in and around the town generally, will be Reading-based businesses that, that care about it. Because what frustrates me in a way is that if we get a new opening in town, you know, you can see they've kind of Googled Reading and they kind of roll on a few of Reading Festival posters. And you're like, well, we're, we've got a bit more of a, a story than that. So, um, yeah, I think hopefully people, Reading-based people, Reading-based businesses can get a chance now and, and we'll all benefit. We'll all benefit from the town centre um, and developments coming um, kind of across the town centre. Glenn, uh, just uh, let, just remind everybody when Blue Collar Food Market is on currently and where they can find out more about you. 
So we're on every Wednesday and Friday, lunchtime in Marketplace. So you can find us from 11.30am to 2.30pm. Um, and you can find out more about us on our social media pages. On Instagram, we're Blue Collar Food. On Twitter, we're Blue Collar Food. On Facebook, we're Blue Collar Street Food. And our website is bluecollarstreetfood.co.uk. Glenn, thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you, Tom. The Big Interview. That was Glenn Dinning talking about Blues Collar Street Foods' new market that is due to open later this year uh, near Broad Street Mall, if all goes to plan. Um, one of a number of plans for um, container-based food markets to, to be under the microscope. Um, we are absolutely hopeful, and Glenn seems very confident that that one is going to happen. Um, so good luck to them. Um, we will move on to part three, and here is the random question. random question. Hi guys, back for the random question. Um, the random question this week, what is the most beautiful place you have ever seen? I've been back on my random questions you can ask website and pick this butte out. Um, so I'm wondering what the, the most beautiful place you've ever seen is. Oh, ever? Does, it doesn't have to be in Reading because I no, struggle. No. no, it doesn't have to be in Reading at all. Um, hands down, Canada. Oh, right. An entire country. Well, um, well I'll, I, let me narrow it down. Let me think. <laughs> which, which, well, we did a little tour from, we were so lucky. Uh, we went from Banff and then kind of across to Jasper and Vancouver, uh, Whistler, Vancouver Island. Um, so if I had to pick one, it would probably be, uh, between Banff and Jasper, it's, um, a quite a famous highway called the Icefield Parkway and halfway along there is the very famous Lake Louise, um, which you've probably seen pictures of. And there's a huge, um, is it Fairmont Hotel? I think they're quite a big chain in America and we we got there and we walked through the foyer of this incredible hotel and Frank Sinatra was playing over the the tannoy and then we walked out onto the um, sort of banks of this incredible lake and it started to snow and it was just it just couldn't, it was just amazing and then at another place uh, in Whistler, there was a, we did this huge long walk and then we stopped on the way back in a place called Rainbow Park, looking out over this beautiful lake. And then a rainbow appeared over, over us. <laughs> this place is like completely magical. I just, one day, one day I will get back there <laughs> when I win the lottery or something. But it is it incredible. Ideal. Yeah, it's idyllic. Paul, obviously, you will go straight for walking out into the stand at the Medeski, I presume. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> really not. Um, there's multiple answers here. I could give A, 
a pub garden that will be because <laughs> 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 it's been so long. Been so yeah. long. Um, on a more serious one, here there's one uh, place in Switzerland, Kanderstag, mountainous, very stereotypical uh, in Switzerland. But it's a mixed bag because it looked absolutely stunning. It was a summer, beautiful, huge mountains, green goats and all this kind of stuff. But it's at this point I found out I really don't like being on mountains and oh. suffer incredibly badly from vertigo. <laughs> so my oh. rational brain is thinking, I love this view, but my legs were saying, oh, look, I've turned into jelly. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So Did you have to go in one of the cable cars to get up to the, the top? Yeah, or? the cable car. Strangely, if That's I was probably what tipped you over the edge. They're terrifying. Yeah, in the locked in, I wasn't too bad. But if you ask my girlfriend, she said, no, that's actually rubbish. In the cable car, you weren't okay. So I don't know <laughs> if it's true. <laughs> but I love the idea of it. I mean, there's some amazing places. I mean, I love it in Norfolk. So it's got some uh, beautiful views there and you get the sky and everything. But yeah, I think a pub garden, to be honest, beats all right now. Just been able to go there, bit of normality. Oh, what are you going to say? Um, uh, to sit oh. in the fox and hounds and have a nice <laughs> pint of some craft ale would be so nice oh. right now. I, do, um, what is the date? What is the date we're allowed 12th. to do that? It's the, the, the same day as retail. Yes. Right, all over it. I am. I look for me. I think it goes back to when I did the Lands End to John O'Groach bike ride and just cycling through some some absolutely stunning areas of countryside. But I think the the, the sort of the valleys of Scotland um, were were one was something that's really stuck out for me. Um, there's a bit there's a bit in the in the James Bond film Skyfall where he's driving his Aston Martin through kind of the valleys of Scotland and it was just very yeah. much like that and um I just some of the some of the sort of you know cycling up some of these hills was incredibly difficult but just totally worth it when you got to the top just just some absolutely stunning areas of un you know untouched countryside um I also I just remember you did that well, no, so would that I. That was a massive achievement. <laughs> so I'd, I'd forgotten I'd done this as well. It was, uh, How it was, could you forget, or have you just blocked it out? Oh, it, we partly so blocked it out. saddle sore by the end of it. Partly blocked it out because of, of, the, of the effort, but but also just, you know, my waistline. You'd never know. Um, <laughs> have you ever got back on a bike since? I've got it back a few times, and it's something I'd like to do again getting on the bike not lands in john o'groats and oh. never, i never want to cycle that far ever again but did you come down through the lakes because that's another yes, incredible yeah. um the, the lake the lake district um yeah. I, I always get confused between the lake district and the peak district the lake district's the one up by carlisle isn't it that's right cumbria yeah, that's yeah. cumbria yeah so um, i've also got the train through the lake district and that was even in the rain that was beautiful it's so, incredible um, so some some lovely lovely places up there um i was i wanted i was going to try and think of somewhere in reading but um i think we'll just uh, <laughs> well yeah, in reading like caversham court gardens looking out over yes, the yes very true is lovely very true. and to be honest really the abbey nice. the abbey is is a, is a lovely place it's not necessarily beautiful but it does it does impact you i think a little bit that something like that exists um shall we shall we finish up um if anybody would like to get in touch, here is Jeremy with how you can with how you can get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod, 
and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. I had a a Jeremy sighting this week, yesterday, in fact. Oh, he's back in town. He's back in town. I was in the car, though, so I couldn't sort of speak um, to him. We must get him on one week. Yeah. We must have a chat to him. He's not just a voice. No. Um, That's enough for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week with plenty more. Um, We are looking for people to talk to again. As you you can hear, we've we've started the interviews again. Um, So look forward to doing more of those. Um, Make sure you give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. Um, If you have a moment, please give us a rating on your podcast app and give us a little review if you can as well. Um, We'll be back for more Reading Your Podcast goodness next week. Bye. 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 You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast.